Hey, this is Dan, one of the PP Boys, and I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by one of our patrons, Suro. To support, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for a dollar you can get early access and ad-free versions of our episodes. Or you can uh, you can sponsor an episode yourself. All right, we'll see you over there. Patreon.com slash powerplaythrough. Enjoy. You had the power. Hello and welcome to Power Play through a Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the privacy of our own homes in sweltering Las Vegas, Nevada. Reporting from the Ranger Room, my name is Dan. As always, from his lightning collection lair, is my co-host Alfredo. How's it What's going? It's, 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 it's alright, it's alright. It is a little sweltering, but we had a couple of days with, it was just like strangely in the 70s with a breeze. Yeah, so. what a wonderful week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been. It, it, uh, it has been a pretty pleasant one. Yeah, yeah. So, can I tell you about what happened to me in the last week? Yeah. So, uh, I took a job for a supermarket chain, mm-hmm. and they hired mm-hmm. they hired me. I had my first day, and everybody on staff, no call, no showed. Except for me on my first day. Uh, yeah. So I don't really. I've I've worked in a grocery store before. I know what to do, but I don't know what to do. You know, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the shift, they yelled at me that it wasn't good enough, and then fired me the next day. And that was pretty dope because <laughs> that job fucking sucked. <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes these things make themselves present. You know, like sometimes, yes. sometimes like. Sometimes these things that don't need to be in our lives see themselves out. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like anytime I've told the story, people have said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that you had that experience. Yeah. Look, man, that job sucked. Guess what? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just take your money and go. Yeah. Thank you for the $100. Yeah. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to spend that money on probably rent for my storage unit. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Something responsible. So, I, yeah. What I did last week is I went to yeah. a different Walmart. Oh. Uh, so I did a, a big sh- big shopping because it was like the, it was like the first, you know, it's the first shopping of the month. Mm-hmm. So I did the big shopping. And we do when we do big shopping, we do big shopping in quarantine times. Yeah. No, that's an even bigger shop. Yeah. And also, um, I had to go earlier because last week... Uh, Walmarts were closing at 5 due to the protests. Oh, yeah, you do live in protest zone. Yeah. So, but strangely enough, I, like, it just, apparently it's all the Walmarts around, so it didn't make any difference where I went. But I ended up going to the Walmart by Texas Station, because it turns out it's an equal distance from from me that the one uh, on Charleston is. Okay. Just to try it out. It's a hidden Walmart that I've never been to. Like I, it, you, I was thinking that that's the one near Maximum 3, but I'm obviously wrong, right? No, no, it's not the one by Maximum 3. It's hidden. It's it's like hidden across the street from Texas Station. You know where, okay, you know Sam's Town, how it's set up, and where the uh, like the RV park is for Sam's Town, and there's kind of like a little, little village there, a little RV village there behind the... the what would that be? The the no, no, south I know what you're talking about. Parking complex. About. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's, you have to pass it when you're going to uh, the Dirty Longhorn. Yeah, yeah. So they got like that situation going on, but there's no RV park. There's just a Walmart hidden back there. Oh, there's a, and it's like a it's a full on Walmart. It's not like a it's not like a market neighborhood or anything. Is it a super Walmart? It's or a, is it's it? It's a super Walmart. Yeah, and it's mm. just just hidden back there. And I know that area somewhat well because um, the zoo used to be on one of the corners there. Yeah. Where we're, yeah. And I worked there as a teenager. So, but I've never, 
ever been to that Walmart. I knew there was a Walmart sign. I didn't know how much truth that held, right? Because it's just like, okay, you say there's a Walmart. I've never seen it. Yeah. So, on Lyft, you know, like I just put in the, uh, I found it, and I, I was like, fine, we'll go to that one. Just see, change it up. See what's going on over there. It doesn't matter which Walmart I go to. I got to go before 5. So I went around, like, lunchtime, went around 11. Mm-hmm. And pretty nice Walmart. I like it. Good selection. Uh, Tell me about their toys aisle. Their toy aisle. Okay. So what stuck out to me in the toy? They had all of the um, DC Universe figures. Oh, like, those figures that nobody buys? Yeah, yeah. They had, the, they had that whole line, though. Like, like everything. They also had... What, what stuck out there? They had some lightning uh, figures, but ones I already had. So, uh, nothing. So, I'm on the lookout for a weird one. I'm looking, I'm on the lookout for a Wave 1 White Ranger. Because right. I, I, one of our listeners was looking for one, and I was, like, thinking about getting out of collecting. So, I was like, hey, man, let me hook you up. And I sent it to him. Yeah. But uh, I need a Saba to mod. Okay. You can so, kit bash or Saba? Well, you know, like, the dragon figure didn't come with a Saba, and yeah. like, he, he never uses the dragon dagger. He uses Saba with no head. Mm. So, I need a Saba, and I need to cut that thing's motherfucking head off. I think there may even be... Well, now that it's, now it's like, cleared out, I heard, uh, you know, uh, Maximum Store 2, uh, Home away from home for all gaming purposes and stuff like that. It had a 10-year run, and it is closing in July here. It'll probably be closed by the time this comes It'll out. It'll probably be closed by the time this comes out. But that song. I know they had Wave 1 Lightning Collection, and I think they had everything except for Zed. So, is it completely cleared out already? I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, Dustin was saying that like people went nuts uh, this week at the store and, like, the store is practically barren. But hmm. I don't know how much of the Lightning Collection was touched or whatever, but we can get in co- contact with, with old Dusty Bottom see if he has one, you know. Well, I got I to gotta drop Bryn off sometime this weekend, so yeah. I, can, I can always scoot on by. True. So And uh, pick me up a, a White Ranger to mostly get rid of. <laughs> well... <laughs> Maybe maybe we can find another listener that just wants a White Ranger, and they'll have to do without Saba. But that's okay. He didn't use Saba either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, so, so this Walmart, pretty nice. I said, good selection. It's similar in build to the one on Tropicana next to Dustin's, but it was larger. And I got to say, the, the thing that happened in there, and this and this is why I'm bringing it up on the podcast because I need to talk to you specifically. Well, they had at the deli, like I said, it was around lunchtime, so the hot area was popping off. Right? There's oh, a bunch. Yeah. There's like chicken biscuit sandwiches. There's like egg rolls. There's all kinds of shit. And wings. There they had some wings. They had some wings. But as I usually do, I made a beeline for Nathan's hot dogs, Ugh. and I ate two of those extremely fast. And then, this is a different age we're living in. This is a different time. I wear a mask everywhere. I hot dog burped myself mm-hmm. under my mm-hmm. mask. I beefed yep. myself real bad. So now you know yeah. about I want how to, ups, why I was up, so I upset want to with formally, you. <laughs> I want to formally apologize to you. I want to formally apologize to the Fiesta your car, the Fiesta. <laughs> I want to apologize to anyone that I have ate a Walmart deli Nathan's hot dog in front of because I get it now. I get it, and I want to yeah, make man. I want to make some changes. <laughs> and, and yeah, not... <laughs> anytime you were eating one of those fucking trash dogs, I was so upset and like. I know that I showed my upsetness with it. Like, man, why do you got to eat those? But, yeah. like, on the inside, I was like, I think I would rather kill myself than sit <laughs> near this hot dog smell. And I know that that's, like, where my mind goes a lot because, you know, depression. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
you're, you're never you're never too many steps away from that. <laughs> yeah, you know, deep seated depression, but like, man, those hot dogs smell so fucking bad. <laughs> They're delicious with the with the fucking pot- potato bread buns. They are something fucking scrumptious. You don't need to put anything on. They they good to go right out of the foil, baby. You just fucking eat them. But eat them alone. Eat them in a ventilated area. But you know, at the same time, uh, I did spend years eating just gas station hot dogs. <laughs> I love me. I love stopping at the Mav, getting a chili cheese dog. I miss the Maverick. They're opening up three more, and they're all so close to the good Mav. Uh, but I, I love me a gas station hot dog. You know, I used to live with this dude named Manny, and Manny, he ended up like really. He he took on a lot of the weird shit that I did at that point in my life, where like I would park. I, I would go to the gas station, I would get the hot dog, and I wouldn't leave the gas station. I would just sit in the bed of my truck eating gas station hot dogs mm-hmm. and chips and having, like, a nice big fountain drink, kind of just enjoying the view of the gas station. That's, good, was like, that's a good time. He was like, this is, this is real liberal, man. I don't <laughs> understand what you're doing. Like, we're – he's like, this is, like, hood shit, but it's also white people hood shit. We used like, to you're d- sitting in the back of a pickup eating a gas station hot dog. With so much chili and cheese on it, yeah, kind of like in a way recreating the recreating a scene from Showgirls when uh, Nomi was sitting on the the parking complex eating a big old burger, but instead you got a fucking just a chili dog. Yeah, you know, next next thing that I want you to experience is one of a burp from one of those dirty taquitos that you eat. <laughs> I'm never doing that. Now that you, I've now that I've gotten you left one in my car. <laughs> now that I've gotten uh, burned, and I'm like, I I add like this uh this uh this quality of character crisis where, <laughs> where, where I ate this hot dog and proceeded to burp in my quarantine mask and then just walk through Walmart with it. I don't want to do that again. I, I will tell you. That the quarantine mask yeah. has really changed a lot of my shopping habits. Yeah. Because there are now stores that I won't go into because of the smell that gets trapped in my quarantine mask when I walk mm, in. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. I, I, there's plenty of stores where I'm like, I'll just drive a little further because I don't want to get that. I don't want to <laughs> get that Walmart stink in me. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine. What the, the taquito you already, I already get like, like most of as I'm eating it. Like, I understand. No, I understand. This is, this is horrific. I get it. You know, I don't want to be like, ah, like I said, I don't want that in my mask. I'm surprised when I did leave it in your car door, it didn't just eat through the plastic. Now, listeners, when Freddie left the taquito in my car, uh, I didn't realize it till the next morning because I'd already gone nose blind to taquito. And Freddie realized that he left the taquito in the door about the same time that I discovered the taquito in the door. <laughs> because I woke up in a panic. <laughs> I got a, a I got one of those like girlfriend passive aggressive length texts from Freddie. <laughs> like it wasn't a passive aggressive text. It was just a very long apology <laughs> in in the same in the same like length that when your girlfriend or boyfriend has something passive aggressive to say to you after you've left, yeah, and they won't say it to your face, but yeah. they'll send it to your text. Um, it was that kind of length, a big divulging, <laughs> yeah, of how ups how upset he is that he had to force me to smell that taquito again. And you know what? Taquito after 24 hours in the si- in the little like passenger side door cranny. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's an amplified taquito and it's been being a taquito in the door <laughs> all night. Yeah, it's it, it went, 
that little taquito went through a Vegas morning in the in the little side pocket of a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> and like, if I remember correctly, like a- any time that I'm in the Ranger room, like even right now, I'm sweating balls right yeah. now. All of my memories of anything that ever happened in this room during the PP, mm-hmm. which is what we call the show, mm-hmm. um, it it only takes place in summer in my mind. Yeah, it really does. So, like, it was like a hundred and ten degree morning. Yeah, when I discovered Taquito, <laughs> and got very long text message. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. You, if you haven't experienced a Seven Eleven taquito, they're as far as um, consumption goes, they're perfectly okay. But these boys, these boys, when they stinking, which is all the time, they are they they assault the the nostrils with with just a a beef and cheese kind of pungence. It's, and it's, I like it, to go ahead. I'm just it's I don't know if I have anything more to say. It's just hard to describe. It is a it is a visceral assault on your senses. And, like I think that I kind of also have like bougie nose mm-hmm. where like if something smells, I kind of like overreact to it a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, I'm not I'm not dealing with that. That's too much for me. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of smells that I just go, "Okay, well that's happening right now." But <laughs> Some of them, I'm. Some of them, I'm like, God damn it, man! Like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, ugh. So, but yeah, and, this this was basically this this was me coming clean and and admitting my faults as a person, which is eat having the audacity to eat those hot dogs in a confined space with with a dearly beloved. And yeah, I'm just sorry. I appreciate this. I appreciate the growth that you're going through right now. Like, quarantine's made you a better person. (laughs) I've learned. I've learned, and I'm going to change. Today, we're going to be talking about episode 28 of Choriki Sentai O-Ranger, Dance, the Invasion Cram School. Originally airing on September 22nd, 1995, written by Shozo Uehara and directed by Takeshi Ogasawara. Um, there isn't much to this. There is. This was, uh, like, the script I wrote is three pages, but I can honestly skip most of it. <laughs> it's... It's it's on the cuter side of an episode. It's definitely like a filler, like big yeah. time. And but while watching this episode, all I could think about was so there's a tarantula in this episode, and he can he can shrink down and get small. I was just thinking about Beast Wars like the entire time because I know that this is your favorite era of Transformers, Alfredo. Mm-hmm. But it's wild to me that, like, this machine beast could go, like, tarantula-sized and none of the beast wars, Maximals or Predacons, like, change size. It was just, like, a big-ass rat and a big-ass spider. Yeah. And a yeah. small-ass rhino. Yeah. Well, okay. So, there seemed to be an upper limit or a lower limit. I don't know which way we're going with it. But, um, so... Optimus Primal, right? Gorilla, yeah. gorilla-sized robot becomes gorilla-sized gorilla. Yeah. Rhinox, substantially bigger than Optimus Primal. This is first form Optimus Primal, by the way. Things, yeah, yeah, no, I, I know we're not talking about Optimal Optimus. That yeah. thing was a beast. Yeah, uh, but uh, Rhinox, substantially bigger. It's like, okay, it's a rhino. Makes sense, you know, whatever. Dinobot fucking gigantic like he's a, he's supposed to be a velociraptor but he's actually like a dinonicus because velociraptors are smaller and all that whatever you can call it a utah raptor who knows anyway big big boy big robot form like his 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 uh he was di- tall as shit his robot form was tall as shit dinosaur meh, you know about rhinox size not too big but then just like something happened where it's just like what do we do with a rat the wasp 
you know, the tarantula. You know, what do we do with those? And they're just like, eh, just fucking... Like, I guess there's just like... It's, I, 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 it's not tricking anyone, right? You know? But at the same time, there's only metahumans around. Or not, excuse me, primal humans around. Uh, like, since it's a primordial Earth... So, like, there's no one really to fucking trick. Do they ever run into humans? They run into, uh, like, like Cro-Magnum Man. Okay. But, yeah, there is, since this is uh, ancient Earth, there is no humans. And that's a whole, like, fucking subplot of, of Megatron trying to, to uh, change the, the course of the future and fuck everything up for the Maximals and the, the Autobots and all that shit. Yeah, 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 I mean, like, once you get into season, like, three, like, after Transmetal and yeah. all that, when we get into, like, Dragon, Megatron, and mm-hmm. uh, Optimal Optimus, like, they fucked up the whole timeline. They took... It's fucking gnarly. Other sparks. It's fucking gnarly. It's so fucking cool. They, you know, they come across... They 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 come across a, uh, like, a hibernating fucking Optimus. And I appreciate that because they showed like the scaling differences with that because yeah. Optimus is gigantic like and makes Megatron look little... And if you didn't know, Megatron in Beast Wars is not Megatron. It's just someone who took the name Megatron. He's, yeah. he's not, you know, he's not Megatron from G1. Same thing with uh, Optimus Primal. That is not Optimus, you know, uh, just, and he's just not little, even he's not even a prime. No, no, just just a prime's little, a title. Just a little, just a little thing there, you know, just a little dis, uh, disclosure. So it's it's all different. But as far as like, I guess it just comes down to combat effectiveness. Is like we don't got to trick anyone, and I don't know if uh, like, because like I guess you still have those kind of weird idiosyncrasies with with um like laser beak and rampage and all that, you know. Like no, yeah, like I, that, I was thinking about that too. Yeah, sound Soundwave is a gigantic, you know, fucking tape player. You know, that's not fully. But doesn't anything. he become a small tape player? I think. Kind of stopped me in my tracks there because I'm like, but he's I was like about to say no, but like I'm not sure. Maybe he did. Maybe he does become like a small tape player at some point. But I think it was more just like, I kind of take it as like, huh, you know, weird. Weird human stuff. I will take this form, you know, and it's just like, I'm a tape player. Now humans can never know that I am actually a robot in disguise. I am an ordinary tape player that is 20 feet tall. Well, like, at the same time, when that came out, that could have been, like, some kind of, like, art piece that someone just left out. That could be, yeah. Walk by and see that. Very, very Um, true. Very true. We fucking had a huge boner for technology. So, like, like... you could have easily in, seen a giant tape player art art installation in Japan or America. In like Beast Wars, the transform the transformations were literally just to project themselves from like raw energon. Yes. The planet was fucking littered with it. Like the yeah. they could not sustain a robot form on the planet for for a prolonged amount of time. And that, yeah. that they eventually got past that with the transmetal shit and all that. But anyway, that was their initial why they had to take, um, why they had to take animal, why they had to take any forms in the first place was they needed yeah. something to habitat the fucking land. And we won't even talk about beast machines. We'll talk about O Ranger. <laughs> so, Shohei starts this episode by cooking at Jerry's house, and a little boy comes out, calls her grandma, and Shohei agrees. <laughs> I like that part actually. Yeah. Uh, Shout translated it as lady, but he calls her Obachan. So, that's grandma. Uh, Shoei makes up for this by making my personal favorite thing, some gyoza. Now, Freddy, I know that this probably isn't your thing, but have you ever had it? No. Do you know what it is? No. It's like some kind of meat and, like, cabbage mixed together in a little, like, wonton wrapper. If you it's did... usually fried. If I... If 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 you if it was fed me and no one told me it was cabbage, I wouldn't know a thing. Yeah, you wouldn't know it at all. And yeah. some of them don't have that in there. Yeah. Um, there's this little theme park in Japan called in the uh, Sunshine City Mall next to the Pokemon Center. It's called Namja Town. Uh, Namco own, Namco owns it, and they do like cool collaborations with other Bandai Namco IPs. Like they do some like Sailor Moon stuff, some Dragon Ball stuff, mm-hmm. because it was in cooperation with like Shonen Jump World 
Uh, but one of the main attractions of Namjatown is that they have this gyoza street where there are like five or six little restaurants that serve different types of gyoza. Some like filled with cheese and things like that. That's cool. Um, and like this, the best, I keep saying the best thing. Uh, one of the cool things about it is that it's really inexpensive to go in if you just want to go eat. So it's like five U.S. for entry. Yeah. To a little theme park. It's, yeah. it's really cute. That sounds so, cool. Uh, Bryn and I did this both times that we went to Japan because she like fell in love with the mascots. And uh, when we go, we should go there, and I'll make you eat a bunch of gyoza. Because some of them are literally just filled with cheese. That's, I'll try it. That sounds cool. Yeah, I like. I don't know. Like cabbage is one of those things. I fully admit it's a petty food dislike, because like I said, if you don't tell me it's in there, I won't fucking know. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. just like I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dog with with a pill and a wrapped in cheese. You know, just yeah. I, I, for most part, I won't know. Yeah, it it literally tastes like nothing. All you can really taste is like the grease from the meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all I want to be tasting. Well, Shohei explains to Masao that oh, yellow is good at a lot of things, but cooking is not one of them. Yeah. And Masao just kind of out of nowhere shows O Green his grades. And they're like, oh, you're a genius. And then he does this like weird dance and chant. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's a dance to get like. Well, as we, come to, dance. as we come to find out where the dance comes from, you know, I think it actually does do this, which is it is some kind of chi aligning thing to make your brain work as effectively as possible. Well, jury explains that this is a product of that of the cram school, the Achacha school, mm-hmm. which uh, just now saying it makes me realize that it's kind of a dance thing. <laughs> and the Achacha. Uh, this after-school program changed Masao's grades to 100% scores pretty much overnight. Yeah. And Shohei thinks that this is kind of suspicious, and Jerry's like, I I guess it is, so I'm going to look into the school later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of that in this episode of this, like, yeah, that's a little bit on the paranoia. That's just a little bit of paranoia, I'd say. I don't know if there's, so, I don't know if there's any uh, need to raise some alarms, but... I see a little paranoia in it, so we'll see. Yes. Like, there's a lot of that in this episode, and I don't get it. So, we go to the school, and we're introduced to the cram school teacher, Mr. Henna, which we're not really introduced to, because he's a character that we've seen before. Yeah. Mr. Henna is played by Shochiro Akaboshi, who was Father Magnet in Die Ranger, and he was uh, Kappa mm-hmm. in Kaku Ranger. Yeah. So He's had some time on the show. Yeah, he is teaching these children what I was taking as a Baranoia Allegiance song. Because he was saying that... Uh, He's, like, he was saying that... I'm uh, a Baranoia gentleman. <laughs> and then there are some lyrics in the song that specifically point to Acha and Kocha. Yeah, you can't do it without Acha and Kocha, shit like that. It's like and very, 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 very blatant. Like, this isn't... This isn't a cute rhyme that's, like, been around or could be devised or anything like that. This no, it is straight up, like, come fuck with the paranoia, we'll make your goods grades good. Yeah, your so, goods grade. So Mama is still like, huh, that's kind of weird for them to say paranoia. Well, Henna goes and grabs Jury, <laughs> and he makes sure she's not a wallfire and makes her dance, and it looks like she's having a bit of fun. Yeah. She she is. She's like, she's in the middle of thinking, like, that's some pretty paranoia shit. And then she gets grabbed and joined in and with like, it. You know what? This isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after school, she sticks around to see what's up with uh, Mr. Henna. And he's there with Acha and Kocha trying to get at him with some implements. Like, I want to see what the inside of your belly looks like, man. Look, I agreed to teach this school. Yeah. You let me know what them guts yeah. look like. Yeah. It is a, it is a, it's, it is taking a couple of steps into the weird part of Tumblr and Twitter. But this was all uh, what Henna's thing was in his first episode. Yeah, but it can, it like, 
as our minds work today with the imp with the uh, invention of the internet and the the dark spaces on the internet, everything goes straight to sexual. You know. Yeah, that's true. Well, a jury decides to go into action, and a small robot spider drops down and bites Jerry, and then it jumps onto Henna, bites him, and becomes a full-on kaiju, Barra Tarantula. Yeah. Jury, go ahead. Well, I was saying we saw th- so we saw this guy, a glimpse of him, in a Power Rangers episode, and the one that aired Monday. Yeah, and when we saw him, we were like, "Well, that's just a straight-up spider. What's fucking machiny about him?" But now, watching him in O Ranger, we get a lot of cool shots of like his workings. We get some shots from basically from the side and the back, and we see like these vents and these wiring. It's real like bio organic. You know, tech, techno bio shit. You know, a little little bit of Giger in there. Or Listen, you... we're at, we're at a point where the Beast Tamer Karras has been introduced. Yeah, and uh, machine beasts being machines can kind of go out the window at this point because she had a whole zoo full of like techno organic beasts. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's cool to see that he's more than. It's just cool to see that he has more ties to the whole robot theme than we than we saw before with our very, very brief glance at him. Yes. Jerry Henshins, and she becomes O-Yellow. And as soon as the fight begins, Acha gives the order to Tarantula for sixth, eighth time, which he begins conducting. And this forces Jerry to dance. And obviously this is a result of the robot Tarantula bite. Right. Yeah, the robot tarantula put like a little push pin in her neck, and now yes, it's like a straight. It's like a fucking pup. It's, it's, it's like a, a puppeting connection. module or something. Yeah, like it 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 triggers something into the, in the synapse of the human mind that makes them just start fucking dancing. It is well, it is what <laughs> it is what uh, Lionel Richie used in in his uh, tremendous career. With the very same. Burr Tarantula uses this opportunity to attack Jerry and right. throws her out of the cram school window. <laughs> Derailed you a little bit there. Yeah, man. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> well, yeah, just thinking of like Lionel Richie or like a tiny Lionel Richie, like biting you and you know, like leaving leaving a little little thumbtack in you. And now you just like, <laughs> when you hear his fucking music, you just, is it? losing it it's a real good time that's what the fucking like that's what that's what the the um that's 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 what the uh what is it uh like the i think it's is a swahili the chant that's in um all night long or i i have no idea i I couldn't say a word to you about. <laughs> I'm just sounding like a fucking madman. But there's like there's that part, you know. Everyone knows that part, and it's like not today, not not today, you know, like that part right there. That's you're so distracted with that, and that's when the little Lionel gets you. Little Lionel, uh, <laughs> he comes down on his web. He still has a web. He's not a spider, but he still has a web, and he comes down and he really nips you on the neck, you know. Lionel Richie's got a new customer. Well, as soon as Jerry hits the ground for being thrown out of the window, the rest of the team shows up. Mm. Overpowering Barra Tarantula. He, Barra Tarantula. Uh, <laughs> he tries to escape, and the O-Ranger hit him with the underutilized weapon, the King Smasher. Yeah. When I had the Zeo sidearm set, because if you remember... Remember, Freddy, it was the gun, the stick, and then all of the power weapons. Well, like, one of each of the power weapons so that you could make the full blaster. Yeah. I almost never took the gun and the stick apart because, in my mind, the stick was fucking useless. Mm-hmm. And why would I have the stick when I could have this more powerful version of the gun? Because, you know, I was going to aim it at my friends when we were playing Power Rangers. Yeah. That seems like very um, typical child mind uh, thought process. That's still how I play games for the most part. Yeah. 
Like, if I'm going to play a game for fun, which I don't really anymore, I really just play them for Twitch, which is fun, but, you know, I don't play them in you my know free what time. Means. Yeah, you know what I fucking mean. Okay, don't don't act like I just do Twitch because I don't have anything to do. Uh, <laughs> that's still, that's still like, your, your MO. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, this one's a little slower, but it's a lot fucking stronger. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, the King Smasher Blasts just give the Machine Beast the ability to, like, compose himself and become a Tony Ro- tiny robot tarantula to Tony. escape. <laughs> you said Tony Roma? Tony Roma tarantula? <laughs> yeah, Tony Roma tarantula. <laughs> <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. Tony Roma tarantula. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, that one shot the Rona into me. Holy shit. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh. Oh, boy. That's a good one. Oh, that's some that's some VR Troopers fucking naming <laughs> right there. <laughs> Tony Roma Tarantula. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. I am, like, sweating so much. <laughs> Uh, That's from the Taco Bell. Yeah. (laughs) Taco Bell and a good laugh, man. That'll... That'll make you leak. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I thought Little Lionel was going to be our... Little Lionel, man, (laughs) would would be our our title. I think Tony Roma Tarantula. (laughs) I think that's it. (laughs) Or maybe maybe it's a show... It's like a... It's like a fucking ultimate showdown. <laughs> Little Lionel Man and Tony Roma Tarantula. <laughs> Wasn't there at, a, wasn't that a Mumford and so, Son song? A Little Lion Man, that's it. God, Mumford and Son. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. At Woe Base, Mira stares at Jerry's neck long and hard. Yeah. He sees this little red bump sticking out of her neck and recognizes it as a control chip. And he plucks it out and gives some weird explanation about violent dancing being one of the best ways to cure tarantula poison. I guess. Yeah, you you slam dance, you two step. Not skanking, cause skanking is wholesome, and skanking skanking couldn't harm anyone ever. Ska's never dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gives the O Rangers orders to shut down the cram school. Yeah. And they leave to do this. At Baranoia Moon Base, Acha and Kocha are scolded for being caught by the O-Ranger. But, like, they're kind of like, don't worry, Bacchus. Tarantula's been upgraded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Prince Bulldog comes out and gives probably the most true statement about, like, I don't want to say Japanese parenthood. I just want to say, like, for the most part, like, Parents in general. Sure. Humans don't care about what happens to their kids as long as good grades are produced. <laughs> what? Yes. What our little what our little diabetes robot, fucking child diabetic robot here, is saying. Y'all, on Monday, I'm gonna go off on the American form of bulldog. If you want to hear me go fucking nuts, <laughs> yeah. He's Monday's episode is gonna be wild. He somehow got fatter, which is insane. And he, but anyway, but we'll talk about that Monday. Yeah, yeah, a little little um, little diabetic robot. Um, what he's basically saying is the truth that parents don't care as long as they are not inconvenienced. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Want, they don't want to go to a PTA meeting. Anything else, whatever. This is proved by Masao's mom. Who's played by Mikiko Miki. Freddie, do you recognize her? Mikiko Miki. Mm. Do you recognize this woman? Well, I watched this episode last week, and I haven't watched it since. So that may have, I may have been painting. That may have went right over my head. All right. Because at this moment, I do not, sir. So this first character that I'm going to bring up, you're not going to know. She most notably played Commander Aya Ogadiri from Jetman, a series that we haven't covered, but maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. But where you would recognize her as probably plot-wise, she was one of the most important characters in Die Ranger. She was Ko's mother. Oh, 
Well, God the character damn. that that little shithead story was completely based around. Wow. Yeah. She gets just a minor role here being a Karen that's pissed about cram school being closed. Yeah. And she thinks that this is the reason that her kid won't get into a good private middle school. And she demands that the O-Ranger take responsibility if he doesn't get into a good school. Yeah. Because this... Because she shouldn't take responsibility for anything that happens with this little shit. No, no, no. None whatsoever. Bull don't... Bull don't spoke the truth. Yes. She wants this kid in a fucking private middle school, so less time at home. But this next scene kind of seems like the O-Ranger agree with this, because the next day they put these kids in a bait school, and the kids get, like, a test. (laughs) Yeah. You like bait school? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like me, and I'm sure Freddie, when he would get a surprise test in school, Masao's just not doing it. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there looking at it. Yeah. I he w- doesn't get it. He I doesn't w- get it. I work well with structure, and but I also um, go brain dead without it. See... I have this weird thing where under pressure is where I work best. So, mm. honestly, a test like this, I would excel at. Yeah. But in school, my entire, like, thought process was, like, honestly, I just have to do enough to get a D. Like, that was it. I, I was uh, poking holes in my shirt with my mechanical pencil, which was... Uh, then later reported to my parents that's all I did in in a class. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That, that was middle school. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was just, I'm, in, I'm doing enough just to get by. Yeah. And that's it. But, like, under pressure is honestly where I work best. Yeah, under pressure, I think that's, I think that's true for a few people. I know, like, if I have, if I, if I slacked off so bad and... Now it's down to, like, oh, it, this stuff is happening tomorrow. Then, like, I will, like, exhaust myself. I will yeah, physically rack myself to get it done. But I'll get it done, goddammit. It's why I became the dad friend. Is mm-hmm. because, like, the way that I work best is you guys being in trouble and me coming to save you. Yeah. Not that that happens often. Yeah. Or pretty much at all. <laughs> but it Pretty happened. much at all. It happens. happens. <laughs> Your dad got your dad y'all got into a car accident, and, yeah. and I was like, "Why didn't you call a lawyer?" Yeah, and they're like, "Well, that's that's why you need to be around, Dan." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? And but I, but I took that to heart. It was in a car accident on New Year's, and yep, we got a lawyer. So you know what? You you teach us. You really do teach us. I try, and we also we also expect like. There's a, there's a couple of factors. It's like you're 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 grilling at, at the at the pay per view uh, parties, you know. Yeah, if there's going grill- to be grilling, I don't know where that came from, but it's very you. It's very it's now associated with you. Uh, you also like Soldier Seventy Six, who is absolutely the dad character in Overwatch. Uh, you tell you give us financial advice, which. Which is real big and real dad. Uh, you usually are the one that sets a very clear schedule on any kind of road trips and stuff like that. Again, very dad. Except you, <laughs> when we when we were running late and John Abara almost didn't get his figure signed, you were in super dad mode. That that uh, that hour drive where you were sweating bullets. That was, that was also just bad friend mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was you could tell it was it was stress dad mode. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things you fall into, and just like how Tony's like the mom, the mom friend, you know, because he's always the one making sure you ate. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking get in your ear if you didn't fucking, if you didn't conduct yourself like a decent human being in the house or, honestly, wherever we are, like some kind of establishment. Oh, and he's also gonna give you like the weird things to like obsess over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is. It'll 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 be the one uh, that uh, doesn't like particular corners in the city because he he feels there's too many 
uh, vandals around or too many people that are looking to, to rob you. I'm actually pretty excited for the one day that all of us get to go to Japan together because mm-hmm. Tony one time got his identity stolen, like his credit card information mm-hmm. stolen. And it happened right after he went to the Chinatown Mall and he used his credit card there. Yeah. So he has associated it with Chinatown ever since. Mm -hmm. And he will not, he will only use cash when we're in, like, I might have to cut this, Uh, (laughs) in an Asian area. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, he feel, he's afraid that to have his credit card stolen. I have a, Andrew's the same fucking way. He will not use his credit card at gas stations. He will not use his credit card, like, basically anywhere. But he uses it online, so I'm like, but... Way more dangerous. Yeah, I was like, what, you, more what, what It's all for moot, man. Like, I basically use PayPal exclusively online. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah sa- same here. I don't give a uh, fuck if someone steals my identity. Whatever, I'll just say. Like, yeah, legitimately, I have the hundred dollars that Albertsons gave me in the bank. <laughs> Please don't take it. But <laughs> yeah, there. But there's. <laughs> you got the dad tendencies. Tony's got the mom tendencies. I'm definitely uh, uh, sitting pretty squarely in the uncle friend situation. I I wear cl- clashing clothes, fl- uh, tropical floral print, something or another. And I'm uh, usually de- usually down to clown, or to give. You're actually the non. You're the non-threatening friend. Yeah, you're I'll... the one that can bring people into the group that generally wouldn't be in the group. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I appreciate uh, that. Like after, after the situation where Ariel didn't really come around anymore, she was like, "No, nah, I'll still hang with Freddie." Yeah, Ariel's still a good brother. Appreciate. Yeah, appreciate you, Ariel. <laughs> So, I, I said Errol. <laughs> appreciate Errol's you. Fine. Appreciate you, Errol. <laughs> Errol's fine. Yeah, she's cool with it. Yeah. Um, what were we talking? We were talking about bait schools, right? Bait school, yeah. So, the kid doesn't get it until the tarantula drops down and transmits the answers into the kid's neck chip. Yeah, there's like a little. Spider comes down, and Tarantula's back with Acha and Kocha, and he's, like, whispering into a mic the answers. Yeah, so I thought that this would be kind of a higher tech thing instead of just, like, I'm going to tell you what's up, kid. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I thought, I like I said earlier, like, I thought this was something that the machines were, like, they they broke down how the human brain works or something, you know? And they, and make, they were able to, like, make them machine people. Yeah, they right? make them work. Like, they, 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 like, overclock the human brain, right? They, they just, you know, they you transplant would think it'd be a machine. You a more efficient version of Ivan Ooze's Ooze plan, where they just, like, do what they're told. Yeah, they put the... They put the machine method and know-how to the human uh, brain, right? And it and, works best on children, yeah. something like that. Yeah, because, you know, the children are future and their brains are sponges and they eat it up, whatever, right? There's just, like, there's a lot of shit there. But we just have a spider in, like, a fucking broom closet. <laughs> and he's like, five plus eight is twelve, kid. Yeah. <laughs> just get it. Yeah, well. Is it? <laughs> Uh, did you do it's that 13. on purpose? <laughs> did you do that on purpose? Because yes. that got me good. <laughs> that got me real good. That they, the spider giving them the wrong answer <laughs> in the broom closet. No, no, no. He can't see that well. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the spider's telling him like Common Core math. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Well, the O-Rangers see the robot spider, and they're just like, okay, let's go after him. For some reason, they send Momo and Yuji off on their own to just be pretty. And then Juri, Goro, and Shohei follow the signal another direction, and they pop in on Acha and Kocha in the control center. Now, Tarantula attacks them from behind, 
but in a weird horror movie way, like we haven't seen him before. Yeah. Like, I'm coming up. You're not going to know that it's Barra Tarantula, the monster you've seen four times already that was just giving wrong answers to a child <laughs> through his ear. Uh, like, it's not like that just happened. And he attacks the team and throws them out into the, the courtyard. And, you know, Momo and Yuji are just there. Once we get outside, the team is together and they fight in civilian mode, which I don't think we've seen too much of. Like, I, that's not really a thing in Super Sentai, is sub, civilian fights. That's a Power Rangers thing. Yeah, for the most part, except for, like, um... I, unless... They had... They had weapons in Jew Ranger. Yeah. And, and then they had the ninja suits in Kaku Ranger. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You. I'm trying to think if there's any civilian fighting in uh, Die Ranger. No. Uh, the only one is uh, the best fight with Ryu versus oh, uh, the yeah. Death Puncher. Yeah, yeah. When he's got all the, like, chains on his body, that shit was sick. Cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a scene that's getting me nice and juicy right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, got the meat grease going. <laughs> so, I kind of think that this is a little bit of a Power Rangers influence on the show, but I'm not sure. But Tarantula becomes eventually too much, and we henshin, and a full-on Sentai battle begins, and the team's face huggered. Which is the only footage that we really got in Power Rangers. <laughs> it is. Yellow uses her baton and gets Tarantula on the ground. And then Ricky shows up. You remember Ricky? There was three episodes about him. <laughs> it really, this really is Power Rangery. <laughs> like, this is like hella Power Rangery. Like, this, the Power Rangers narrative fits more than the Super Sentai narrative here. You know, yeah. of the whole, like, oh, here's Trey of Triforia. Who's this mystery man? You know, that kind of shit. Like, no, Ricky just, sh- just, just, well, comes in. Oh, we forgot we had this guy. We introduced this guy a couple episodes ago. We had a whole arc here. So uh, here he is. Well, he shows up and hits the machine beast. And this feels really Dragon Rangery to me without the death candle aspect. Mm-hmm. And this gives the team time to call the Ole Bazooka. And, you know. As we know, like, the O-Ranger beat Barra Tarantula, but Acha and coaches show up to revive him. Yeah. Um, what, what else do I say about the, what do I say about the big battle? Like, what we did in, what we did on Monday is exactly what happens. Jorky Mobile and Red Puncher get caught in Barra Tarantula's net. King Pyramider, Pyramider, King Pyramider intervenes and frees the core team and they come together in battle formation and kill the tarantula with super legend beam. Mm-hmm. That's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. We I... end the episode with Masao and the kids from cram school playing basketball. Mr. Henna shows up in his weird-ass outfit, trying to recruit the kids back to school, singing about being a paranoia gentleman. The O-Ranger grab him and pick the control chip out of his head. He takes his hat off states that he wants to disassemble Acha, and he dances away singing the gentleman song again. Yep. They laugh. And that's it. Okay. Like, it really it really just kind of left you feeling nothing. You know? Now, I understand the need for a cool-down episode yeah. after, like, after, like, a heavy thing. Yeah, yeah, we just got... But, yeah, it makes... I get it. But, like, Ricky's introduction didn't have, like, any of the weight to it that, like, um, like any of Ko's story from Die Ranger. Like, it didn't have the weight to it that the We'll Die For You Surahime uh, episode had. Yeah. So, like, we didn't really need a cooldown like this. I think maybe we needed a cooldown where Ricky and the Ricky and the team had lunch. But the lunch poisoned three of the Rangers and then Ricky and probably Momo and Momo Jury Yuji and Ricky probably had to team up or yeah. something like that. You know, cuz Yeah. I 
this episode was like, it, it, I don't know. It was just like, it's fine. Fine, it did, it did what it needed to do with the Sentai shit. And like you said, we understand the uh, need for a cooldown. But this was very, this was truly a... This was an ice down. Yeah. This was like... This is what happens after someone loses a wrestling match in New Japan, where they just rush up and put ice on <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Because it really, yeah, man, steep drop. Not in dropping quality, but just like a, in stakes, in energy, and everything. You know, it's a fine episode. I, I followed it. It made sense. There's some stuff that made me laugh. There's some cute stuff in it. Fighting was yeah. fine. All that. But, it, yeah, it was just like... No, no, no news today, folks. Welcome to the episode. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the whole podcast today. Yeah, it could be. Hey, welcome to Power Playthrough. I'm in the Ranger Room. He's in the Lightning Collection layer. Burr, 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 burr. Uh, it happened. Yeah. It cert- That's it. It <laughs> certainly did. So uh, I think that's all we've got for this one. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We come to you every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on a bunch of them. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash powerplaythrough. Head over there. That's it. If you could follow us on social media, that would be wonderful. We're on Twitter at pplaythrough and on Instagram at powerplaythrough. If you want to send us an email, you can at powerplaythrough at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at McNernia. Where can we find you on the internet, Freddy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, under Baby Sir. Check it out. I'm just mainly retweeting stuff that I care about, causes I'm passionate about, so on and so forth. And then some dog. Then just some dog stuff. Oh, wrestling, too. Wrestling and dog stuff. That's there. You can also check me out on Facebook where the real meme happens, and I'm much more severe on there. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, there's basically, outside of the causes that I tout and champion, um, you're not going to find a lot of seriousness from me. So, hey, if you like that, check it out. I may not have an Instagram up by the time you hear this. In fact, I guarantee it. It's, it's, it's there, but it's not active. I will use it. I figured it out. I'm going to use it for painting. I'm just going to post up shit that I paint. And that'll be cool. You're going you're gonna to get a nice following off of that. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But that's what I plan to do with it. It won't be ready by the time you hear this, but don't worry. It's still in the works. <laughs> Make sure that uh, when we see each other and I give you that lightning collection Goldar, that Goldar ends up up on that Instagram. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Very good idea. Uh, should we just go into the Rainer shit? Or was there something? Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. Right. Hey, did you, did, you, did you like that? That what happened to you there at the beginning of this show and the beginning of every show we make, where you have the sweet, sultry tunes of Rainer in your ear holes, just jamming the fuck out and giving you a taste of the dirty Vegas. Well, you can check out more of their stuff at Rainer.bandcamp.com. They are our best friends, and we love them. They are true paladins of the PP. There's the, a the, the triple P right there. Go check them out. They're beautiful. They got some koozies. They got some shirts. They got some albums, disasters, scenery, and circles. It's all good shit. You can also check them out on Spotify. Give them fractions of sense by just listening to that shit. Let it, let it rock. If you also, I was listening to Blurred Limes this morning. Uh, that's a good fucking song. It's a great fucking song. If you want more of that Rainer-type tunage, you can also check out their other project, Break Check, at breakcheck.bandcamp.com. You get more of it. You just get more of it. Isn't that great? You just get more. It's more. You get Danny and you get Roar. You don't get the full package. You get half the package. And it's really, really, really. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes maybe that's all you want. Anyway, it's all crunchy. It's all Sometimes Rainer's too much sodium. Sometimes it is too much sodium. Those boys like to party. No fucking sleeps. Sometimes you need to like, you know, like, hey, I don't know if I have the energy for that today, but let me get some bright check. You're like, you know what? certainly because we love you and we love them and you love us so get to loving them too i don't know but check them out (laughs) well again thank you so much for listening to our show your support means everything to us and for freddie gabaldon i'm dan mcnerney good night and good luck
I think that's the power play through way. We'll keep doing it until it's a problem. 